You are listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, we're going to play a live one now that we recorded earlier uh, this year, or last year. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's live. No, no, no. No, no. We had a fun start. Let's not ruin it. We had a good vibe going. There's a good energy. Thank you, sir, for being a psychopath about my name. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for coming out, Durham. We appreciate it. There is a... Before we get too deep into it, we should probably... There's a hero in the audience tonight. Um, American hero. But I'd say under a year ago, Mm -hmm. uh, it was brought to our attention that there was a UPS uh, delivery man. That's right. Jack to the nines. This Jack. guy, uh, shit brick house, he's built like. Uh, yep. and, uh, shit brick house. And this gentleman, whenever he would go to deliver and someone wasn't home, uh, like he, they have those ring cameras now, he would pose and make a wacky little face, like yep. with their package, you know? And so this caught on, and then uh, so eventually someone wrote an article about him. It was like, this guy's crazy. Look at all these faces. And uh, when reach for quote, all that the great Colby Holloway said was, listen to the dollop podcast. So he's here tonight. Colby, take a bow. Where are you, sir? Colby, there he is. is. What did I tell you? Goddamn hero. An American hero. Thank you. And and I told you we'd get you seats up front, and we did. And um, (laughs) man of my word, obviously. (laughs) You're listening to The Dollop This is a Bi-circular American history podcast Each week I, David Anthony Read a story from American history To a guy I know (laughs) Uh, Named Gareth Reynolds Who has no idea what the topic is going to be About Do you want to say any dates? Huh? You say the one date that everyone wants to hear. I want... October 20th, 1969. Oh, nice. David Gant was born near Charlotte, North Carolina. David was raised in a classic uh, middle-class lifestyle. He got a private religious school education, and his family went to Disney World on vacations. Okay. That's... After that... high school, he joined the Army and was shipped out... To be in the Gulf War. Jeez, not in Disneyland anymore. Well, when he came back, David got married to Tammy in 1992. Okay. It's a fucking American dream right here. Yeah, but it's like two sentences in. <laughs> eh, he worked different jobs. Got one fueling airplanes, driving a forklift. Okay. And in 1994, he got a job as a vault superintendent... As a vault superintendent? Yeah. Charge of the vault. What vault? At Loomis, Fargo, and Company Armored Cars. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I just... uh, Okay. Loomis manages uh, cash transportation of huge sums. Come on. I mean, there's a lot. What? Okay. David was not paid well. What, Dave? I'm also not good at math, but I do see the sum. 
And he was not living the life he had been raised in. He lived with his wife in a mobile home in Kings Mountain, North Carolina. It's testing higher than Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Money was very tight. He was sometimes uh, working 75 to 80 hours a week. Holy shit. At $8.15 oh an hour. Oh, my God. Or as we call it, fuck you. The American dream. Uh, so he's never home. Yeah. No money. Very unhappy. Yeah. He's 29. This is not the life he had envisioned. And he's driving around. So, oh. He's vault. guarding a vault. He, he, full run, of, he runs the vault. He runs it. He's the vaultman. So he's like the money bouncer? Yeah, he's, you know, comes in, people are, people are like, I have some money. He's like, uh, Wait until really? two people leave. <laughs> Does the little clicky thing? Uh, once two people leave, you can get in there. Your you shoes are, ain't going to work either. What? Oh, hold on, hold on. You ladies, you come in first. Yeah. Come well, how come they get to go in? Uh, I know them. They're... What are their names? Yeah, bullshit, okay? One and two. Uh, wow, uh, okay. Kelly Campbell. Kevin Campbell? Kelly. Kelly Campbell. Was a I high school... say Tevin Campbell, Satan, whoever laughed back there. I know, to evil. the devil. <laughs> this is scary Tevin laugh. Campbell? <laughs> <laughs> Why, he's with me in Dave's room. Where I've made hell. <laughs> Look at the flames. Heat. Kelly Campbell was a high school dropout. Okay. She got her GED and a job working in a mill. All right. Soon she found herself driving for Loomis. Okay. Fargo. Okay. Kelly and David got along pretty well and became friends. Okay. David had a crush on her, but she was married and had two kids. Is he not also married? Yep. Okay. <laughs> he didn't hide his crush. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, Kelly's marriage wasn't great. They were, uh, they'd been separated multiple times. Kelly wanted much more. Her husband, Spanky. Sorry. <laughs> From the Little Rascals? <laughs> Why'd you sign the residual deal like that? I didn't know. I was just a boy. You'd be worth billions, Spanky. I don't know. Such an inside. Alfalfa said, did I sign it? Yeah. They didn't have residuals back then. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Her husband, Spanky, landscaped yards and trained coon dogs. And this wasn't going well? No, apparently that wasn't a lot of money. Although it sounds like it would be. Yeah, for sure. The Spanky's Landscaping Company and Coon Dog Training sounds like it would be a real You can do bo both of them at once. You could do both of them? Yeah, you can do both jobs at the same time. Sure. Well, if you train the coon dogs to mulch. That's right. Boom. So Kelly dreamed about owning a house in the country with a swimming pool and enough money that she didn't have to rely on a man. I think we all dream that. Eventually, she left Loomis for other work. Kelly had been friends with Steve Chambers on and off for years. Steve Chambers. That's right. Day, they, okay. They had gone to East Gaston High School together. 
Okay. Are we are we mad at East How about this? Gaston High School? Maybe we don't cheer for things anymore here tonight. It seems like you get hurt when you do. <laughs> I like that. Shut up! Oh. I'm from there. I just wanted to let people know I'm from there. Don't care. It's dumb. Here's better. Where I'm from is number one. Yeah, that's... Thank you, sir. <laughs> Steve was tough and uh, very sure of himself, a fast talker. He was very large, 6'1 and 220 pounds. Okay. He was married to Michelle. Okay. She had brought two ma- kids into the marriage. Steve also had a mobile home, double wide. Oh, one for each kid. That's right. He had that on eight acres with a stream in the back, nicely furnished. He liked to entertain and have barbecues out there. I get One night, late 1996, Kelly and her family found themselves at Steve's place. Okay. Steve and Kelly were playing Uno. <laughs> well, I think it's about to get wild. Strip Uno. Steve uh, liked to tell stories. And Kelly had heard his stories about getting refunds on fake tax returns, operating a loan shark business, and even killing people. So, stories. Yeah, story. Regular Uno fat chewing. Just your regular round of Uno tales from your past. Murder. Murder, tax things, m- murder. Steve then said they should rob Loomis. I felt like this might be coming. Why? Just because he guards the vault and... No, that's David. Oh, da- wait, what does Steve do? Uh, I, I couldn't really figure it out. It was okay. really not much okay. sad job. And Kelly no longer works for Loomis. Yeah, so Kelly is now... Uh, but this is where David... At Allied Security. Okay. So right. She moved up. All right, okay. Okay. So they half-jokingly kept talking about robbing Loomis. Imagine. I mean, imagine if we did. Uh, be Coming crazy. up with a plan of how they would pull it off. Now, this was apparently super common. All the people that worked at Loomis would talk about robbing Loomis. Loomis was just a thing. Everybody everywhere was like, we should rob Loomis. Like, yeah. everybody all over the place. Like, ah, what about robbing Loomis? It's That'd be good. Thing. We should do that. Even the cops were like, we should rob Loomis. I agree. We should totally rob Loomis. Yeah. What Kelly did not know was that Steve had been writing bad checks all over town and was in the hole for $17,000. Okay. She thought he was joking about robbing Loomis, but over the next few months, he kept bringing it up. You remember how funny that was the other night when we were talking about robbing Loomis? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, imagine. We should rob Loomis. <laughs> Look, we're kidding. Yeah, yeah. We're having a laugh. Yeah. I'm not serious. Yeah. Unless you're serious, then I really think we should just go, you know, rob Loomis. <laughs> Stop laughing. 
<laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But for real. Huh? Uno. At one point, Steve told Kelly they should throw fake grenades into the trucks to scare the drivers off. Well, I think it would probably scare the drivers. Oh, my God. Or blow their ears out. Or just kill them. Oh, wait. Fake grenades? Yeah. I mean... What, the water balloon So, if you throw a fake grenade in... Is that just when you take, like, a pair of socks and you're just like... (laughs) No, there's, like, there's, like, grenades that have been... Had the... All the guts moved out. Sure. No, yeah, that's, of course. No, of course there's a guy. Yeah, that's the technical term. Yeah, no, the guy who takes the guts out Bring of the Bring your grenade. grenades down to gut remover. Come on down to gutters. <laughs> we'll make your grenade non-functional, but still have the appearance of a real weapon. So Kelly kept telling uh, Steve it wouldn't work and it was too dangerous, but he chipped away, and he chipped away. And she started thinking about all the money she could get. Mm-hmm. She was currently the night shift manager at Allied Security, not exactly living the dream. And Kelly was depressed, and she started smoking a lot of pot. Well. And then she started taking Prozac. She really wanted out of her marriage. All of this convinced her, well, maybe she should do it. Okay. So in early September 1997, Kelly called David. He still had a crush on her. She knew it. Oh, boy. So Kelly started talking about robbing Loomis. It wasn't the first time, because they joked a lot about robbing Loomis. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Your classic bit. (laughs) All right, I'll bite. We should. (laughs) Um, David said, quote, I didn't take her seriously. When we work together, we joke about it all the time. It's one of the biggest jokes at the place. She told me, just think about it. But that (laughs) has got to be troubling if you're, uh, like, the CEO of Loomis. Hey, guys, that's not company policy. Oh, we all do it. We're all yeah. mocking it. I mean, it would just be so funny and yeah. so much money. <laughs> Plus uh, free speech. Yeah. Settle down, David. Well, congratulations. You're hired to be one of Loomis's new security guards. The first thing we want to let you know is you'll constantly joke about robbing us. That's the Loomis family promise. Keeps it light around here. So Davis, David was now a supervisor, but still only making 18, 15, 8 15 an hour. So they, they bumped him up. Well, you get 50 cents more it's for all the, that headache. No, no, no more money. He's oh. 8, 8 15. He, He's still making the same amount. They just well, gave him still, a title. Well, still, but I mean, yeah, you get a different name thing. Hey, uh, we're going to bump you up, give you a little bit more responsibility. Great. Uh, you'll be a supervisor. More hours? Yeah, more hours. All right. Congratulations. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I already do 80 a week, so that's nuts. Yeah. What's the uh, bump and pay? You can joke around a little bit more about robbing the place. I think I might. Yeah. I think I definitely shall. Uh, we give you an extra 15 minutes of joking around about robbing Loomis. Yeah. A day. Imagine. <laughs> so, congratulations, Supervisor yeah. David yeah. Gant. Thank you. Yeah. You're our favorite employee. Mm-hmm. Now, David thought about it. Quote, I was unhappy with my life. I wanted to make a drastic change. Well, that's a way to do it. I mean, that certainly shakes it up. And I went for it. A lot of people out there had it worse than me, but I couldn't understand why I hadn't been more successful. I wanted to be more like my mom and dad were. 
I were they Bonnie if, and Clyde? No. Middle class life. Yeah. But, well, how do you get there? I think I don't know. I mean, I guess, sure. I'm totally on this guy's side. I'm not against this guy. I'm pro-robbing Loomis. Okay. 100%. If you make eight fifteen an hour, have at yeah. it. He said, I felt if I didn't do something, I was going to snap. So he's also, it's also like a stress reliever. Yeah, I, it is kind of, it, I mean, it's adult Disneyland, really. Yeah. So he went back and forth. He flip-flopped on the idea three or four times. Didn't think his wife, Tammy, would go for it. Mm-hmm. No, they can be such sticklers like that. Yeah. Uh, My wife's always like, don't murder the neighbor. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just yeah. so against crime. It's just like a classic. Yeah, that, you guys always argue about how you're going to murder those people. Yeah. yeah. The, um, you know, his marriage wasn't great, but he was sure he wanted to steal the money and run off. He wasn't sure he wanted to steal the money and run off and leave her. Okay. Because he can't tell her. So, so if he does it, he has to bail. So, well, I mean, he could stash it. I think he really <laughs> wants out of the marriage, and he's just bailing it with this as well. Well, remember, he does have a crush on Kelly. Yeah, I'm aware of the crush on Kelly. Nobody, nobody knows he has a crush on Kelly more than me, okay? Very defensive. Um, so a few days later, Kelly called again, and David was like, look, if I do it, I'll need help moving the money, a new ID, because I'm going to leave the country. Okay. But he's still not sold. He's still hemming and hawing. Hemming and hawing. Classic. Mm -hmm. classic. He's a waffler. Yeah. Yeah. In September, David was looking over a credit card bill. That's a bad headspace to get yourself into. Yeah. It's never a good one. When you're waffling on a Loomis robbery, don't look at your credit card statements. Oh, fuck this. I'm doing it for sure. He did some math and realized if they paid off the minimum monthly payment each month, it would take 30 years to pay off the credit card. At that moment, he was completely in on the robbery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Credit yeah. card companies. Yeah. Steve would plan it all. Okay. Well, he's the more criminally guy, right? Sure. Yeah. For, for protection, David and Steve never met or talked. <laughs> now, that's either yeah, genius yeah. No. or really dumb. It's what the best way to plan a high-stakes robbery is to play a game of telephone. So it is really dumb. Okay. Uh, okay, so how's the plan coming? Good. We can't wait to do it the night of, and you'll figure it out from there. Awesome. What's Steve like? <laughs> is he tall? He's tall, isn't he? Oh, he's super tall, and he loves to murder. But enough about Steve. So David didn't even know Steve's name. So what? He's just dealing with, like... It's a good plan. Yeah. So that guy says he can do it? I think when you're going up to a robbery, you are going to want to know a little more information. No. So that guy thinks it's going well? Okay, cool. That guy? Okay. You swear to God there's a guy, right? Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, David also had a little bit of advice, a little bit of knowledge to dispense because he recently read a book about the FBI. What's happening to your disposition? Just saying. We all pick up things. So he read a book about the FBI. He's like, I know we can That's get away right. with this. And because of that, he knew, knew that if they sat on the money for two years, they, the FBI would pretty much just forget about it. And then they could just do what whatever. What book did he read? FBI book. 
FBI the book? Yep. FBI the book. FBI the book, a John Grisham thriller. We just got to sit on it for two years, then the FBI completely forgets about it. Yeah, I saw a documentary on it. They have a little device that they put in front of people's eyes, and once it shoots a light, they completely forget everything. The FBI. Or the, maybe it was the MIB. Either way, two years and we're gold. So, Steve also was like, once we get the money, we can't spend it, so that's a fine plan. We're going to hold on to it for a while. Well, that's comforting for David, too, to know that this uh, nameless figure also concurs. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they planned the, lo- the robbery for Saturday, October 4th, 1997. Okay. David would, s- the plan was, David would stay in the vault after his shift. Just kicking it. Is that weird? No, I think people often, some people spent that. I'm going to uh, take a nap here. Make a day of it. Oh, you know, no, I'm good in the vault. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Okay. Good night, Dave. <laughs> yeah, Dave says he lives in the vault now, too, so... That's cool. It's comfy on these, oh, big blocks of money. Yeah. See you tomorrow. See you, Dave. He's a good guy. So his plan is to stay in the vault. <laughs> I don't know what happens over there. Yeah. Well, Why sure. wouldn't you just have two guy, like a buddy system at a place where all the money is? Yeah. Okay. Well, like when I worked at a bank, if you went in the vault, you'd have to go in with somebody else. You couldn't go in there alone. What, the buddy system? Yeah, it was a buddy system. They let you in a bank vault? Fuck yeah. <laughs> not Fuck a good yeah, call. yeah, they did. I also figured out a way to steal. I never did it, but <laughs> I knew how. <laughs> wait, wait, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what? You betcha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might have taken some. What? David would what, stay. You robbed a bank? I didn't rob a lot. What? <laughs> you partially robbed a bank? No wonder you like this story. You're like, oh, yeah, this guy, I get this guy. Yeah, I understand this headspace. <laughs> David, uh, so David would then pack up the money and... Uh, and then bring it out. Um, he, the plan was that he would take 50K and fly to Mexico. This plan seems really straightforward. Uh, and then that's the legal amount you can take into Mexico. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's keeping, keeping above the law there. Yeah, no, he's definitely <laughs> being really aware. And then if he needed more money, they would just send him more money. Who will? Stephen uh, Kelly. Wait, so he's taking $50,000 out. Well, no, he's taking tons of money out. So he's, t- so he's taking a shitload he's of money millions. out. He's taking 50. And then of that, he's going to take 50 grand and go to Mexico. So he's taking millions of dollars, and he's going to leave them on the honor system with millions. And whenever he's in Mexico, and he's like, hey, look, yeah. I, need, I need like another 50 grand yeah. on the honor system, they'll be like, of course. That's right. Here you go. Also, but wait to spend it for two years. You know how the FBI works. Yeah. Right. And, and, but, he, he, but, you know, Kelly's kind of into him, and he's into her, and also uh, the other guy's name he doesn't know will help out. Right. So it's a good plan. Yeah. No, for sure. Feels like it's time to do it. It's definitely time to target a date. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve's in charge of the money, the guy whose name he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Now, David and Kelly would uh, start a meeting in a field behind a shooting range to work out the finishing touches on sure, the plan. Sure, sure. Just where you would go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kelly made it seem like she was falling for David. At the end of one of the sessions, they kissed. It's so romantic to do it out back near a shooting range. 
while you're talking about taking money. <laughs> Kelly said after uh, Dave was set up in Mexico, she would bring the kids and join him. Quote, Steve told me to tell David whatever was necessary to keep him happy. Jesus. How romantic is that? It's actually not at all romantic. <laughs> if you listen closely to what you said. It's, well, this is how it's arguably of, horrifying. This is how a lot of uh, marriages begin. I don't think any have. Uh, are you married? Case closed. <laughs> you Case ain't wrong. Um, so that's what I'm not doing right. That's right. That's right. Interesting. Yeah, they've never had a nameless shadow figure encouraging me to commit crime. Yeah. It's weird. Well, there you go. I hope she's out there somewhere. <laughs> Misleading me in a field. <laughs> I can see it now. So, uh... Steve also brought in a couple other guys to help him move the money. Sure, yeah. What you need, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bring more hands. One was his cousin, Scott, and then another guy named Eric Payne. He offered them both 100 k Okay. So just to be clear, David gets $50,000, and the relatives of the nameless figure are doubling that. But that's their total haul. David's going to get a lot more. because Yeah, he's David's going to get a lot a more when he's trapped money. in Mexico and he yeah. needs the nameless figure right. to Western Union him some. Yeah. For sure. No, it works. No. So these two guys are in. Uh, on October 4th, David kissed his wife goodbye as she slept and drove to work. As he drove, the song Take the Money and Run came on the radio. It's a sign. You know you think that's a sign. Oh, that's oh. a sign. Oh, 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 oh I, it's a sign. It I, may as well. Oh, this is me. This is so me. Yeah. Oh. This may as well be called the David Gantz song. <laughs> Woo! All day in the bank. Come on, take the money and run. Dave, what are you humming? No, nothing. Just a band on the run. Wings. Take the money and run. Money. Boom, 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 boom. It's a girl. Boom, 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 boom. Me? No, I'm not thinking about money. Well, I am because I work here. I'm not, think I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not sleeping in the vault, I'll tell you that much. No, sir, not me. Mexico, never been, never will be. Not I. I just asked you how you were doing. Come on, come on, listen to the money talk. Come on, come on, listen to the money. Oh, you should go to bed. I'm, I'm at work right now. I, I hear you. <laughs> oh, God, you should get out of here. You should roll. It is late. You're I mean, done. Yeah. So, David waited till the end of the day and then sent home an employee he was you training. Should, you should get out of here. You should, uh... <laughs> I think your training's pretty much done. I told you everything. We like to leave early and never talk about the day you just had. Yeah. Yeah? So, understand? Yeah. No matter what anyone asks you about the previous day, you don't remember anything. That's yeah. how we do it here. You got that? Well, your head's shaking a Have lot. you ever you thought okay? about robbing this place? What? No. It's a joke. Oh, my God. That guy, that guy said that was part of the training. They said that I should tell my supervisor. <sighs> Did you just I like my move your bowels? I got, I got really scared because I really need this job. I need the 12, 12 cents an hour. That's pretty good money. I it's didn't know training. they were paying you so what you high. get for training. Well, you should get out of here, and I'll stay. What are you going to do? Not anything weird. <laughs> nope, not me. That's fair. Just might sleep in it. 
That's okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I sleep great in there. Uh -huh. Like a baby. Which actually, they don't sleep great, but I sleep great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then David disabled two security cameras. Smart. As he was doing it, he said there was a voice in his head saying, don't do it, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but he did it. But yeah, well, the, the radio. You've got the song, you've got the no. voices in your head, but then you've got the tune stuck in your head. <laughs> Come on, take the money and run. And then don't. Hoo, hoo. Don't do it, you're an idiot. Comes from where? Huh? Don't do it, you're an idiot. Avoid the dumb, the whatever you call that negative voice inside your head that points out the realities. Con a conscious? Yeah, yeah, your conch shell or whatever, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. conch shell. It's up there stepping on the music, as per usual, trying to get in the way of a kismet two for Tuesday. <laughs> the nerve of that mind thing you said. Yeah, whatever that thing in your head is. Kelly parked her pickup truck across the street in a lot. Dave and Steve uh, drove up in a Mazda and parked beside her. And then they waited. Dave was supposed to be at, there at 7 p.m. 20 minutes later, he had not arrived. And his plan is to what? Just take armloads of it like he's on supermarket sweep? No, no. So <laughs> in the building, David was trying to put all the cash in a Loomis van. It was very heavy. Altogether, he moved 2,748 pounds of cash. Holy shit. That's a weird way to look at an amount of money, but yeah, that sounds like a lot of pounds of cashola, baby. When you're, when you're weighing, like Jeff Bezos goes in every morning and <laughs> yeah, goes, yeah. how much does my money weigh? Yeah, yeah. 150 million tons, Mr. Bezos. Man, bring me a child to suck the blood out of. <laughs> Here you are, Mr. Bezos. I wish... I wish that was kind of a joke, but yeah. they're doing that. Yeah. His uniform was soaked with sweat as he moved the money. Kelly kept beeping him on his phone. Oh, that's fun, too. Yeah. He's like, oh, good, she's blowing me up. He finally finished at 7.45 p.m., grabbed the tapes from the security cameras, except for the third tape from the third camera, which well, he didn't now know. Well, we've only heard about two cameras. Yeah, he didn't know about the third one. Right. So he drove the Loomis van to the gate. Now, Dave, I think that's a problem. No, no, it's fine. Okay, because to me, I say, oh, fuck. Nice. All good. Okay. All good. Okay. He drove the Loomis van to the gate. The other three watched as he struggled to open it. So they're just like, man, he's really struggling over there. Huh? I mean, I'd go help him, but, you know, the song, Leave Him at the Gate's on. What choice do I have? So after a while, Steve ordered his cousin to go help him. <laughs> so his cousin went, went, but kept his face hidden from David as he helped him open the gate. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, you need help with that gate, pal? No, no, I regularly talk. You need help with the gate? Yeah, yeah. You need help with the gate? Yeah. You close your eyes. What's, what? Close your eyes. I'll help you with the gate. I'm not going to close Quit my... looking at me, motherfucker. <laughs> Are you on my team? I'm on your team. Of course I am. But you can't see me. We're nameless shadow figures. <laughs> now, let, close your eyes and I'll help you at the gate. <laughs> oh, shit. I look right at you. Oh, fuck. Did I turn to stone? Uh, I don't know what happens. <laughs> um, together, the two men got the gate open and they drove the van to the designated parking lot where they were going to transfer the money to another van. Rented by budget. The irony. 
Oh, they got to have a good laugh somewhere, right? Yeah, for sure. David gave Steve a key ring, so the keys to the van, because he locked the doors. Okay. So um, are they meeting now? Uh, they're in a parking lot. So? Yeah, this is the first time they've... Yeah. That's got to be fun. Butterflies. <laughs> the whole nine. You are so much taller than I thought. You are smaller than I would have imagined. That is yeah. unbelievable. I'm like a beanpole, they yeah. say. Uh, Little well, tiny beanpole. Oh. You are a big Steve. I'm huge, and I'm, my name's Steve, and I'm big. Yeah. All right, well, you take that 50000 Hi. And then, hi. Hey. Just putting it out there again. Well, we should get going. I mean, the thing is that this is still a crime in motion, so, you know what I mean? Hi, buddy. Hey. Yeah, hey, pal. It's just so weird. It is weird, after, after all this time. Yeah. No, like I, never for talked. sure. Well, I painted a picture I would say, of you. I would say I put a... A voice to a face, but I never <laughs> heard your voice. That's hilarious you know that I mean? you would even have thought of saying that for sure. Uh, uh, we should get all the money into my van, and then you got to go to Mexico because that's C. Look at you; you're already ready to go. Like, a, like yeah. I'm. A, like and you, I'm by a, the way, fifty thousand. You're gonna get live like a king down there forever. And if you need any more, you yeah, call yeah. me. Yeah, because we're gonna me. split it after two years, you, right? Of course, split that's when the, the FBI has amnesia about money. We've talked about this. Yep. We should, uh, we should have talked more often because we're... Yeah, I don't think so. No, I think this is the end of we it. We are getting along great. Yeah, it's great to meet you, but this has to stop. Hi. All right. Well, good to meet. Here's the key ring. Oh, right. The money. <laughs> Here I am. <sighs> I like that guy. I'm still Sorry, right you're right here. there. Yeah, I, I'm still yeah. here. I haven't gone anywhere. I just... Uh, super I'm, weird I'm to say that out loud. Super fan. Yeah. Super fan. Yeah. Again, time. It's a thing. Yep. Yeah. I've known three Steves. Okay. Uh, I, I, great. You're, that's awesome. You're, that like, is I've awesome. known you for a little bit, but you're like top Steve. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know a better David than you. I really. Going to call you TS. Why? Top Steve. You know we're not to have contact for a long time after this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's vague. Very specific. So then David got in a car with Kelly. Okay. And she drove him to the airport. She must have been really broken up. Yep. The entire drive, they talked about their future life together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to take the kids to Mexico. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, at the same time they talked about that, Kelly thought about how great it would be for him to fly as far away from her as possible. <laughs> hmm. So now, she's, she's playing two sides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, he had the 50K, right? Yeah. Uh, as planned, but he pretty soon realized he didn't know how to carry it through the airport. Well, but how are you going to start? I mean, when are you, you start thinking about that on the drive. That's not something that comes into your head weeks and weeks before something like this. So he took what he could shove into his boots. Sure. No. Okay. So, yeah. So, okay. You, whatever. Okay. So you're going from 50 grand to maybe 4000 of boot money. The 25K. 25K in boots. Yeah. We're back in business. <laughs> the three guys started to move the money into the van, but then Steve dropped the key ring, which was a problem. He has one job. Because there were 200 keys on it. Oh, shit. What the fuck kind of <laughs> escape room situation has David left him in? All right. Now, remember, it's this key. Don't drop them because then there's a thousand keys. What? 
fucking you oh shit i dropped the phone shit we are so fucked oh shit we gotta try everyone now i'm nervous we're trying them wrong i tried 30 wrong okay we're gonna need to kill david for the twenty-five thousand dollars. we're gonna cut his legs off and take his boots it's a plan B. It's not a great one, but it is one. So, like you said, he didn't know which one would open the door. The so in this parking lot with millions of dollars in a van in the dark, Steve tried each key one at a time. Oh, God. The, uh. He tried them on the back door and then on the side door. At one point, they tried to break the van's windows, but they were bulletproof. <laughs> I mean, you are so... Perfectly screwed. <laughs> but after about 10 minutes, Steve found the right key. Wow, that's pretty fast. Yeah. They opened it up, and the three guys couldn't believe all the money they were looking at. $17 million. Holy shit. And David took 25000 <laughs> Oh, man. That is adorably wrong. <laughs> Both Steve's cousin and Eric had families and thought the same thing when they saw all the money. I can leave them and get better ones. <laughs> no, they both thought they'd made the worst mistake of their lives. Oh, shit. That's not a celebratory moment. Uh, uh, so in the other van, they had three 55-gallon barrels. Um, they they couldn't fit all the money in, so they left behind $3.3 million. Okay. And then they ditched the Loomis van right next to where Eric worked. Now that's... Oh, wait, I know a lot. I know a really, really good lot. Oh, you mean a parking lot, because otherwise I was like, no, you don't. Uh... Um, it's, yeah, it's really good. I can see it. Every day, all the time. It's a good lot. Well, I'm sold. Uh, let's do this. Yep. I'll keep an eye on it all the time. Yeah, smart. For sure. So they leave the van there, and then they drove the money to Steve's double mobile home in, in Lincoln County. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Mm. woo Steve's wife, Michelle, was there waiting for him with a calculator and rubber bands. I'm ready, baby. Let's do this. Let's do this right. They started organizing. I only them. got nine rubber bands. Is that too many? <laughs> <laughs> they started organizing the money, and then Kelly called. Turns out Columbia Airport had no flights to Mexico. Wait, uh, shut up. All right. I will marginally give a pass for not knowing how to stuff $50,000 into yourself to get on a plane. But they didn't book a flight. Well, they didn't book it. They didn't even check. They didn't. They... They were they just, just like, go to an airport. It'll fly wherever I want. A one-way ticket to Mexico, my good man. 
Do what? Shit. So then they're like, well, where do you have? Ooh, Finland, that could be nice. I assume it wasn't an international airport. It was, I assume it was just like, well, you can go to Nashville. Oh, that sounds nice. I think I'll <laughs> be able to be anonymous there. Um, so what Steve, did they plan? Steve told, they rented a truck. That's all they yeah, did was rent they rented a van, one van. A van. Right. So Steve told Kelly to put David on a bus to Atlanta because he could fly from there and she should drive back to the double-wide trailer. So that's what they did. Wow. I mean, Dave, at is any point is David like, I'm getting totally screwed? Why would you think that? Just because he's getting totally screwed? No, you don't know that. There's still a plan in place. He gets a third of the money mm -hmm. after two years. Is, is the two years up? No, no. Is it? No. Okay, so he's not totally screwed, is yeah, he? Yeah, right. No, no, I should... Wow, I you are a negative yeah. Nancy. I'm, I really am. Yeah. I'm a van half full kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> so this was all sinking in to Steve's cousin and Eric, who were now completely freaking out and just pacing around the house. While they did that, Michelle was thrilled. She kept laughing and saying over and over, quote, look at all this money. I love money. I'm rich. <laughs> I mean, that's such a rare characteristic. I love money. I'm one of those rare people who just loves money. Steve's cousin was so freaked out that he just left. Well, he doesn't know how to celebrate. <laughs> the next morning, Loomis Fargo employees shut up for work and quickly called the cops. On they what grounds? They could not get into the vault, which was locked. Well, that's a um, good thing. Uh, David was pretty quickly the most obvious suspect. Mm, really? Because he's gone? Well, not only was he the last guy there, but he had not showed up for work in the morning. Huh. And his wife had called the police to report him missing. Huh. And his Third. truck was in the parking lot. And there's that security... And his wedding ring was in the truck. You know... It's almost like he's a plot to Law & Order SVU. Like, it's just so... Well, the ring here indicates... It's... What? Who does it in that order? The perfect crime. I mean, no, no, no. The perfect culprit. They will never catch me. Uh, we think he's in Atlanta. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look for a guy who's hobbling in boots. Money? What money? Oh, my fucking feet. <sighs> I don't have money. Not, oh, I walk like a regular person. Good day, officer. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Have <sighs> you ever seen a cowboy run? Yes. I have seen many cowboys. <sighs> you walked a foot. Huh? I said you walked a foot. Oh, shit. <sighs> My cash is barking. What? My, what? My, my, my dogs are barking. My feet hurt. Not from money, asshole. I have not said a word. I have not either. Uh, but can I just sit here and eat? This is Sorry I approached you. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry I got so emotional. Enjoy your waffles. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um... 
Now, all of these suspicions and hints were confirmed when they looked at the tape and saw the third camera and watched David do a little dance after he finished loading the van. And that's how we know for sure he didn't know about the third camera. The dance. Woo! Is he moonwalking? Woo-wah! So meanwhile, he's like hit Atlanta. Meanwhile, he's like, all right, at the airport in Atlanta. Well, at Steve's house, Kelly, Dave, and Michelle watch the news, who are calling it the heist. Almost 14 million was sitting in his shed behind Steve's home in blue barrels, uh, which he had then covered with dog food. (laughs) Just my giant barrels of dog food. Nothing suspicious about that. Just Another. a man with a lot of dog... Have you never seen a man with 165 gallons of dog food? It's just that we have yet to see a dog, sir. They're coming! So the plan I'm ready! Is, the plan is for a dog apocalypse, I'm I put, guessing? I put money down on 32 puppies. And they will be here soon. And let me tell you something. Hungry. Some hungry dogs. Well, I mean, we've opened all of them, and they all have dog food in them. That's right. Dog food, nothing else. Nothing from what we could see. Nothing but dog food. Yeah. Yeah. Barrels. Yeah. 55 gallons. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. Full of dog food. Yep. All right. I got it from the book dog food house. Sure. Sure. Where they sell book dog. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything's in bulk. Even the dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's where I got uh, the dog. That's where I'm um, getting the puppies from. I ordered 37 pounds of puppies. Well, I didn't know it worked like that, but that's how Bezos counts money, so no flaw there. That's right. Consistency. Thank you. I like talking to you. Well, it doesn't uh, feel like you're being inauthentic. About things. Yeah, very specific as well. Chalk that up to realism. Inside the money, sorry. Inside the money? No, no, that was wrong. The fibers were getting a plan together. (laughs) Okay, so inside the the mobile home, Steve looked at Kelly and Michelle and said, quote, we made history. I like Steve's attitude. Well. He's really calm. They had. It was the second biggest heist in U.S. history. Wow. Overall, they had taken $17,044,000. What was the heist before that? (laughs) $22,000. You should have seen it. All over the country's posters went up showing a wanted picture of a skinny red-haired guy named David Gant. Who's at the Atlanta airport, (laughs) Sabaro, like, huh? Mexico? Um, it took them two days to find the van with the three million in it, along with the security gate tapes David had taken. <laughs> so, even without the third camera, Not, he didn't even, like, throw him in a river? That was... Nope. <laughs> All right, I'll just leave these in the van, too. 
Perfect. The FBI quickly realized David had to have had help. Well, it's within the two years, so they're That's still right. interested. They checked his cell phone records, which showed someone kept beeping him during the robbery. One, four, three. Mm. One, four, three. Some people know. Oh, no. What is that? I love you? They could not figure out what it meant. They could, they, the whole FBI is trying to figure it out, and then an agent remembered he'd read an article in the Charlotte Observer about beeper codes. Beeper coons? Codes. Beeper codes. One, four, three meant I love you. Oh, my God. I has one letter. Love has four. You has three. Well, so does I fuck you. A lot of words have four letters. It's totally worth it, right? Wow. So the whole time she's just going, I love you. Aren't you romantic? Yeah, she's working him. Aren't yeah. you fucking romantic? No. A, guy, a guy's having a, a fucking love story happen, and you're like, so It kind of makes you miss the time of beepers, though, where you just, that's all you could do, just so simple, you know? No I nuance. cunt you. What is that? What the fuck? Uh, Larry! What does that mean? Uh, that I, she's uh, screwing you over. Um... So the FBI starts conducting interviews. Over 100 people, all, people who know David, they're just talking to everybody. Um, they're all pretty shocked. His wife had no idea, completely amazed. Um, and she said he had a dentist appointment coming up. <laughs> That's important to know, for sure. So he might be coming back. No. Yeah, I think, well, <laughs> well he does knowing have a dentist, him like I do. It's very important. It's the second one. He it, got the first the time he had a root canal, now he's getting a crown. So he has to go back to So in. I don't know why you think he would rob a place when he had, he's in the even, middle of a even, procedure. Even if he did rob it, he will be back for the yes. second appointment. He said... I know him. He hates the way it feels. Mm-hmm. I know it. So. Okay. So uh, what'd you guys come back with? Uh, well, boss, a uh, lot of stuff. He's got a dentist appointment coming up pretty soon. We're going to stake it out. Yeah. So, until then, I think we lay pretty low. Our work here is done until... Uh, you know what we should do? We should rob Loomis. That's not a bad I'm idea. I'm just kidding around. I'm kidding, too, but we should. <laughs> I know, FBI. Who would, Maybe a who lot would of think money. that? Yeah, who exactly. That, yeah, joking. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, imagine. Did you imagine that? Yeah, imagine that, huh? Us doing Double that, robbing at that a week from Friday. I know. <laughs> Uh, we'll do it at night. Oh, at night. Uh, yeah, you totally do it, we'll at, do night. it at night. There's like one guy, one guy there, from what I understand. Uh, that's you right. roll up there Easy. at night. You can roll in, roll out. Pretty fucking yeah. straightforward, if you ask me. Yeah. Nothing complicated about it. It's not, not brain surgery. Don't take the 20s, 10s, or 1s. Just grab the 100s. Go with the big bills, exactly. Big bills. I'm joshing with you. Yeah. <laughs> totally joking yeah. around. Yeah, totally joking around. But I tell you what. We do it right. get a van. We do it right. We do it right. We wear gloves the whole thing, okay? Yeah, we do it right. That's right. Yeah. I'm hearing voices in my head. I hear them all the time. It's, uh, that'll they, happen. They just say Gary, Gary, Gary. No, 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 no. Even what you're hearing, that's no way the name that they're saying in your head. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it is. No, no way. It's a Welsh name. <laughs> For sure, it's uh, Night of the Round Table, the alternate table. <laughs> Whatever that means. I guess that's where they put the baby nights or something. 
On October 7th, agents interviewed Kelly at her home. The agents were told by Loomis employees that David and Kelly had dated. Mm -mm. Kelly said she had done drugs with David, but did not know anything about stolen money. So, Kelly, when you're talking to the government Uh, officials, oh, we didn't do anything like nefarious like sleep together. We just did meth. (laughs) I'm aware of what crimes are. I didn't steal money. I just shot heroin with him. Yeah. And I deal it. Whatever. Uh, And she refused to take a lie detector test. So she's fine. Yeah. A few days Probably no further questions for her, would be my guess. A few days after the robbery, Michelle went to Nations Bank and uh, deposited $5,000. Steve did the same at another bank. Mm. All went fine. A week later, later, Michelle came back with a briefcase. She showed it to the teller. Inside was $200,000. So, tiny incremental raising of the deposits. It's a smart move. You go from five grand and they take that. You're like, ah, let's see what else we can get away yeah, with. Take I'm going to take in a briefcase of, uh, you know, around a quarter of a million dollars. And that'll be my follow-up deposit. Uh, when, she showed, <laughs> when she showed her the money, Michelle asked what the cash deposit limit was before she had to do paperwork. Is that the right? It feels like the bizarro robbing of a bank. Well, you have to, if you deposit $10,000, you have to fill out a a report for the IRS. But what about $200,000? That would be, yes. Oh, you do, still, you do. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Would not have guessed that. Because it's so much more. Yeah. Right. So she told the teller, she, she asked what the cash deposit limit was, and then she told the teller the cash she had was not drug money. Boy, this is just not... Who taught these people how to lie? (laughs) You wait to be asked. Drug money? What? No! I play the ponies. (laughs) Now, this was obviously a weird conversation, especially because some of the money was still wrapped in Loomis Fargo wrappers. You know, the more I think about it, the more I think Spanky should have been in charge. (laughs) Feels like a little rascal's angle would have worked a little better for this caper. Probably less plot holes. So the teller filled out a suspicious activity report. Really? On what grounds? (laughs) It's not drug money. Oh, whoops, I forgot to unwrap a bunch of them. Hmm. (laughs) But the FBI would not look at it for months. They better hurry. Their deadline's coming up. You don't have months to waste. You got two years before you forget about it. Poof. (laughs) Now, remember, Steve was adamant that no one spend any money to draw attention. Sure, right. right. Just go take 200 grand in a briefcase. That's right. Subtly. So three weeks after the robbery, he bought a 6,000-square-foot house for (laughs) $635,000 in a gated community. Sure, sure, sure. So, shh, I'm moving. It was seven times bigger than his double wide. It had stairs, chandeliers, a garage, and a security system. Sure. There was a country club down the street. Sure, 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 sure. He tipped the movers big but didn't say what, what he did for a living, but he hinted he had a good job at the mill and told them he'd won big in Vegas. Ah, the Vegas winnings. We've all heard about those. Yep. When Michelle's mother saw the house, 
Steve told her he and Michelle had been gambling and won enough for a down payment. And her mom said, quote, we're not the type that asks questions. Sorry. We're not the type that questions everything people tell us. Yeah. No. I mean, that's pretty much enough, right? Yeah. Yeah, we went to Vegas. Oh, well, congratulations. (laughs) What's for supper? (laughs) They started decorating the house. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. They spent tens of thousands on things like a cigar store, Indian... How is that on the top of anyone's wish list? Oh, you know what we need to get? A velvet painting of Elvis. Well, you mean a velvis. <laughs> a bulldog dressed like George Patton. Well, I mean, and you laugh, but once you see it in the dining room. Ugh. They bought paintings, antiques, and statues, mauve wallpapers, stocked the wine cellar, and put a bust of Caesar in the dining room. <laughs> Well, the truth is their stories could not be closer. <laughs> Caesar, he's my hero. They bought $20,000 worth of cigars and put them in a humidor. Uh, what uh, is their plan? The curving staircase had faux tiger fur on it. Dave, is it safe to call them new money? <laughs> <laughs> Will we hit any stereotypes of new money? Uh, they bought a BMW Roadster... They made cash payments on a few other cars. A neighbor tried to get to know them, but Steve was abrupt. Where are you from? Fuck oh. you! <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, oh, we're local. I'm an ex-football player. A Panther? No, one of the northern teams. You know, the northern teams. One of the northern teams. What? I'm a robot. A team from North. It's like Game of Thrones. I am quarterback of North. Son of Panther. Another neighbor said anytime Steve wanted to have his kids over to play with their kids, they'd be happy to have him. Okay. And Steve said, quote, no. (laughs) I'm waiting for a little more, but it's not coming, is it? No. That's all he said was no. No. No, they're north. No. They come from north, too. We are all north. What were the neighbors saying? Oh, just a regular fat chew. You know, having some fun. And if they ask you anything, just say north a bunch. They installed three tanning beds and eight... What the fuck? Who needs... What are you doing? Gotta look good. Who want... But three... There's two of them. Yeah, but... Sometimes well, un- one for uncle, the dog painting? Sometimes Uncle Fred comes by. Uncle Fred! And you are like, well, you know what? It would be rude to just have him tan. We'll all tan together. We'll make a day of it. I like how you think that, that they d- didn't just need one. I mean, one you're in a tanning bed for like two minutes. Well, are you coming back at me with the opposite argument right now? But you were like, why did they get three well, instead look, of two? Allow, allow, one, okay, you're weird. You have a tanning bed. You like to tan. Whatever, go do it. Three? What are you, out of your mind? Two is out of your mind. Well, three's fucking bananas. That's my point. (laughs) Uh, I feel like we agreed the whole time. On Sundays, Steve would drink Pabst Blue Ribbon that he stockpiled in the wine cellar and watch... this... 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 
You finally fucking cheered at something and that was it? <laughs> Sh- shitty beer. In his wine cellar. In his wine cellar. Yeah. He's crushing PBRs in his wine That's cellar. That's right. Like a fucking boss. Anyway, watch. Oh, man, that was a really good year. No, Steve. He would watch stock car races with his buddies. There was a nightclub that Steve had been thrown out of once after he and Michelle got into a fight because Michelle was dirty dancing. So Steve went and tried to buy the nightclub, but the owner refused to sell. By the way, nobody puts would, Michelle in the corner. <laughs> I would pay so much money to watch that conversation, just to yeah. see that moment. Can I come in? Yeah. All right. Can I buy it? No. All right. Michelle started shopping at an upscale boutique in Lincolnton and talking a lot to the staff. She said her husband owned casinos in Atlantic City and laundromats in Texas. One day... What is... She's just like a Mad Lib? I don't know things. I don't know what buildings are. Oh, Texas But I know what two are. Casinos and laundromats. Oh, they call laundromats the new oil in Texas. Yeah. That's, That's right. where a lot of people are making money. He's rich. He's rich. Sometimes people drop quarters on the ground. It also is shocking that they've gotten this far. Like, they are setting up a crazy life for themselves, yeah. and it's working. Well, it's also deserved. That's true. They have earned this. I mean, he figured out the key. Yep. One day, Michelle arrived at the boutique in a good mood in a tight T-shirt to show off her new breasts. She said Steve had bought them as a gift for her 25th birthday. Wow, 25? Jesus Christ, this is quite... This is... My 20s were not this exciting. Uh, Yeah. Now... And my tits are real. Yeah. You saw this morning. Now, uh, Steve and Michelle were drawing a little bit of attention to themselves because their combined uh, salaries were $42,000. You mean you can't get a fully furnished mansion, wine cellar, or and even, tanning bed company with that money? Or even that much beer. Right. Or even, no, you can get that much PBR for that. <laughs> for a third of that. Meanwhile, Kelly was having a hard time. PBR actually gives you money when you buy it. All right, here you go. Thank you so much. Here's your we PBR and $10. It. There you go. All right, $10, so I owe you 20 There you go. All right. <laughs> um, Kelly wanted out of her marriage. She started smoking tons of pot. She had gained 30 pounds in a couple of months. Okay. Ke- <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening up in those Lincoln uh, well, seats, but some, it's real Some perverted. guy just upset his girlfriend. That's uh, what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, What? So then Kelly and her two children... Sir, that's not an invitation to shout. (laughs) Kelly and her two children uh, then moved out uh, from Spanky. Spanky's out. And they moved in with Steve and Michelle. Okay. Someone told the FBI about Steve's move. Any other Spanky updates? Was he... No. No. No, I'm sure he took it very well. Okay, have a good time. (laughs) Bye-bye. I'll be playing with the slingshot. I couldn't find anything. I'm going to knock a bird out. Nothing. Nothing about Spanky. He just vanished. Sorry. Bye. (sighs) Boy, I wonder when Spanky's going to catch a break. Well, I guess I'll just go 
drink myself to sleep again. Spanky, spanky, the boy who was a man. This oh, I got some heroin, too. Awesome! I'm back! Oh, no, I'm locked out of my place! No, oh, Spanky. When's you gonna catch a break? Spanky, Spanky, the boy who was a man. It's, I, I absolutely, I fucking hate Spanky. Well, why? What do you got against little Spanky? All I want to do is have fun and put drugs in my veins. To forget about my past when they made me do stunts they shouldn't have. All right, kill the lights. <laughs> um, so then someone told the FBI about Steve's move from a mobile home to a mansion, so Steve was on their radar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then a week later, someone snitched on Eric and said he had quit his job at a printing company and was spending money. And he was spending money. He had bought a new Harley, a Chevy Tahoe, a big screen TV, a computer, and a new trailer. On his da daughter's seventh birthday, a huge white stretch limo showed up and took her and her friends to an expensive steakhouse. Jesus Christ. So the idea, think... but it's impossible, like, if Steve was like, be careful with the money, we don't want to throw up any flags. And then you see what he did, you're like, I can get some limos yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. This dude's got four tanning beds. While all this was going on, David was in Mexico. Okay. Enjoying his life in Cozumel. Oh, boy. He had a fake ID and was now known as Mike McKinney. What? He, That's he, what he went with? Yep. All right. He lived in luxury hotels. He toured the Mayan ruins, parasailed, power, skied, scuba dived, flew in an ultralight jet plane, sorry, ultralight plane, and went deep sea fishing. He learned how to parachute, quote, the things I wanted to do but never had the time or the money. Well, I mean, he has $25,000, right? right? And he's living like Brewster's Millions. <laughs> he became friends with a local waiter named Aldo. Aldo helped him find a beach apartment. He had a favorite restaurant, Zandunga, which, he, uh, which had a mariachi band and a view of the Caribbean. Or, no, it would be the Gulf. I don't know why it says Caribbean. David would stay up. That's quite a view. Yeah. David would stay up all night drinking beer, uh, drinking coffee and beer, and watching the sunrise coffee come up over beer. the ocean. Yeah, he'd stay up on coffee, drink beer. That's stay weird. Up. Well, co coffee pumps you up. Yeah, it's beer weird. Makes you, beer makes you happy. Sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. Maybe take a nap. Um, quote: October was a blast. Wait a minute. This is just one month, right? Yep. So he is living like Brewster's Millions. Yep. He is like, so he's going to be calling for maybe another chunk. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because no, in November, he started to run out of money. Right. Okay. So he's looking for his other boot. Who's that other boot? And he started eating home-cooked pasta and grilled cheese sandwiches. So he literally, I mean, I'm not expecting that this man knows how to plan, obviously, but within one month, he's eating like a college student in That's his right. dorm. Yeah, he's got a and hot he pot. And he got $17 million out of a bank vault. That's right. And within 30 days, the man is on a pasta diet. That's right. Proceed. He would talk to Kelly every week on the phone. 
You got to stop talking because we're recording. Yes, yeah, sir, please. Uh, I think, uh, how do you say it? Shut the fuck up. Okay. Um, so David would tell Kelly he wanted some cash. This just She'd right back. One, four, three. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't need it. I love you so much. Uh, one, four, three, you back. So she would tell Steve. Steve was getting annoyed. Then Steve threw a Halloween party at his house. There he told Kelly... Who wants pasta? <laughs> huh? He threw a Halloween party at his house, and he told Kelly he was thinking about killing David. Boo. <laughs> this wasn't the first time he brought it up, but this was the first time Kelly agreed. Quote, Quote, every time my conscience would start bothering me, I'd smoke another joint and forget about it. Now, Dave, I've smoked a that lot was of a, joints. That was a Bob Marley song. No, 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 no. That's Peter Tosh. That's a Peter Tosh song. Oh, no. Uh, really? Yes. He's, uh, yes. But uh, there's no... A joint does not... Si- like, it's, I just don't think it silences uh, murderous morals. Well, you should try a better pot. Oh, buddy, believe me, I am. I'm eating it. Mm, I'm snorting this shit. I love it. The FBI did not, uh, still did not have the whole picture. Okay. They had David and Kelly connected and Steve and Eric with all the cash, but they couldn't put the four together. And they didn't know where David was. And Steve kept putting money in the bank and in safe deposit boxes. In early November, Steve asked an ex-Marine named Mike McKinney to come to North Carolina Wait. from Illinois. That's Wait. right. But the That's guy... Right. Hmm, what's happening right now? This was the same Mike McKinney whose ID David was using in Mexico. (laughs) Steve had paid uh, McKinney $50,000 for the ID. Okay. He told McKinney he wanted him to carry money to Mexico to give to a friend who was on the run after a drug deal went bad. McKinney agreed. But when McKinney got to North Carolina... Steve said he actually needed him to kill David. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I text you? You said... Autocorrect. Uh, Am I right? I meant kill, not no, give $50,000 to. it says right here, can you carry money to my friend? Yeah, drug it cha- it, bad. and it, what it's supposed to say is, can you kill my friend? But autocorrect, what does it say in the no, middle? That, how would that be autocorrect? It I says, don't know. I don't even know what my settings carry are. Carry money to Mexico to give my, to my friend. I think because one time I tried to write that, but I meant to write kill, so my phone always just changes it to that. It has this weird memory thing. I don't even know how it works. And, and, and after a drug deal went bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that you're here, I mean, pfft. what do you say, huh? I mean, you came all this way. That'd be crazy to just send you home for nothing. Oh, that would suck. Wouldn't that be the worst? Maybe just kill him. Well, maybe you kill you? No, 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 no. I live. No, look at me. I'm tan as fuck, dude. I'm living my life. Huh? I got a tanning bed for each appendage. You know what I'm saying, bro? I got a torso one, and then I got arm and leg ones. I'm in an iron maiden of sunbedding. So Steve says, will you kill him? And he offers $250,000 half up front. Yeah, I trust this guy for sure. McKinney said, quote, I said, yeah, sure. He must have been smoking weed. (laughs) I don't know if I'll murder. (sighs) You okay? For sure, whatever you did. 
So the plan was to take David money and keep him happy until uh, McKinney could figure out how to kill him. So in the middle of November, McKinney went to Cancun with $10,000. But he really didn't want to kill anyone. So instead of finding David, he spent the money partying, enjoying women, drinking, so wait, and he, hanging out on the beach. So wait, wait. He sends basically a David to go kill David? Just sends another guy down there with half the money. He's like, boy, you know what? I kind of like it down here. I could see the Caribbean. Yeah. But he spent, so he gives him 10000 to give to David, and then he just spends it all, and then he goes back to, uh, then he flies back to Steve, and he's like, I couldn't find him. Couldn't find him. Okay. Right. So Steve sends him back. Sends him back. He sends him. With what? Another ten? Uh, eight. 8,500. 8,500. So the trust is it's diminishing. <laughs> uh, this time, uh, he gave uh, McKinney David's hotel address. Okay. McKinney showed up and walked in and threw $8,500 on the bed. David was like, that's not enough. <laughs> yeah. And McKinney said that's all they gave him. And at that point, David realized the problem with his plan, and then he might not be getting his money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, for one, am shocked. <laughs> um, so, uh, it turns out uh, there was not a lot of uh, trust with criminals. But McKinney went back to Steve and said he didn't have the chance to kill David. In early December, Steve and Michelle threw their daughter a birthday party. Michelle's stepfather came. He was a truck driver, didn't have much money. And while he and Steve were playing pool, quote, he asked me if I'd mind holding some money for him. Money will turn, money will turn your head. I don't care who you are. When he said, I'll give you 20000 to hold $1 million, I said, sure. <laughs> then Kelly bought a $30,000 minivan with cash and registered it to one of Steve's, Steve's aliases. Now the FBI had another connection to money. Mm-hmm. Uh, an agent tailed Michelle and saw her deposit $8,000 at a bank. The money was still in Loomis wrappers. Dude, what are you doing? And initialed by an employee who who had stopped working there after the heist. Like, so the FBI. I mean, they're sloppy, and then there's this fucking idiots. But this is like you're like, let's get caught. Let's really try to get caught. Should we take the wrappers off that say I stole this? No, keep them on. They'll think it's weird if it's unwrapped. So the FBI now had uh, Steve connected to the Loomis heist cash. McKinney went back to Mexico. David thought he was coming to help him move to Mexico City. For whatever reason, David came clean. He told McKinney that they had stolen $17 million from Loomis Fargo. And McKinney was thinking, quote, they aren't paying me enough. Boy, there is not a regular human in this story, huh? <laughs> what? That's crazy. I'm getting ripped off. He's still planning on killing David. Okay. But he never found the right time. And then yeah, he made it. It's a f- such a hard thing to break. It's like a first kiss in a lot yeah. of ways. Oh, really? It's like you just, uh, it's the so, moments that I you I don't want to overstep, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just going to. Never mind. Oh, what? Nothing. I, no, 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 nothing. Go ahead. Do what if you're I, doing. If I lean in right here and put my heart towards you, would that help? Uh, it's too aggressive. I don't want okay. to right now. Never mind. I. I don't know. Do you want me to turn around and you can, like, do it right across my neck? No. 
Maybe tomorrow. Oh my god, you're so shy. Shut up. I'm not shy. You are shy. I'm not shy. It's ridiculous. I will totally murder you, buddy. <laughs> oh my god. I am going to do I it. I mean, I might kill myself. This is taking so fucking oh, long. Uh, oh, empty yeah. threat alert. Empty threat alert. <laughs> you're, you're a minx. Whatever. Oh, I'm going to kill you, dude. Hey, shut up. I am going to stab you. Shut up. I'm going to cut you up. You're, <laughs> you're going to. No, I'm not kidding. Fi- Within a week, you'll be in the ocean. Oh. Mark my word. You okay. laugh. You laugh. I'm scared. No, you should be. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh my god. You want to go to a baseball game? Yes, I want to go to a baseball game. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so McKinney's looking for the right time, and then he made a friend, a guy named Robert, who was a little shady. Uh, he told Robert the whole story. Tell him to murder up. a friend. It's good <laughs> to be then, pals with you. And then for some reason, Robert went and told David that McKinney was there to kill him kill someone, and then David realized he was the someone. Well, I mean, I don't want to give him too much credit for being an investigator. It's pretty obvious who he's there to kill. <laughs> who? My friend from the restaurant? Robert? The mariachi band? Now, David then gave Robert $3,000 as a reward. Right. David. A guy came to him and said, hey, that McKinney guy's going to kill someone, and he was like, here's a reward for that information. No, I It's just... not reward information. If he said he's going to kill you, then you would give him money. But he's like, I don't know what money means. Yeah. And he gave him money. So now he's got $5,000. Well, time for pasta. <sighs> David was now worried that both the, uh, uh, both the FBI catching him and McKinney killing him. So he started just staying in his room and drinking. Thanksgiving and Christmas went by. Quote, I missed my family. I missed my wife. There were times when I drank really heavily. Plus, I had a dental appointment. I didn't want to skip coming up. <laughs> it was my second one. Back in North Carolina, Steve and Michelle gave her stepdad a pickup truck he'd always wanted. He cried. And Michelle got a brown teddy bear. Inside was a three-and-a-half-carat diamond worth $43,000. What? what? What sort of weird... Pre- okay, now open your bear. What? In the butt, in the butt part. Open the bear's butt. The butthole. Look at. There's a butthole. Put your finger in the tear. I feel like butthole. you just want me to put it my finger. Trust in the bear. me. Put, God damn it! Feel the goddamn teddy oh bear's butt. Oh my God! He's got diamond poo. Yeah, but now it's fucking bullshit. Oh wow! Because it took too long. I love you. Fuck this shit. What are you mad about? You should just put your hand in the butthole when I told you to. Well, it's just a weird command is all. Well, you don't do that with me either. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. Trying to give hints. I know. Shh, why don't we go tan? (laughs) Let's go crush five PBRs and tan. (laughs) From our cellar. Hmm? All right. All righty. Uh, then in January, a guy named Ken came the to the FBI. Ken? He said Steve had offered him 150000 to smuggle $2.5 million to the Cayman Islands. But the FBI said they already had enough on Steve to arrest him, and they were waiting to find out where David was. They thought Steve had killed him, and so Ken agreed to wear a wire. And then the FBI tapped Steve's phones, Eric's phones, Kelly's phones, and a payphone so they would sometimes go use a payphone instead of their phone, but they would always go to the same payphone. Well, in a way, in a way, you're just making that another phone of yours. <laughs> so they tapped a payphone. Right. 
In February, they heard Steve say he was sending McKinney to Mexico again to kill David. Sure, it's his uh, fifth trip. Uh, he's uh, scuba certified, and he knows how to parasail, but this time he swears he's going to kill him once the moment approaches properly. He just says it's been awkward the whole time. Uh, a few days later, Steve said... I mean, said, they're kind of dating, right? <laughs> hey. Oh, hey, you. Guess who's going to kill you this time? Oh, my murder guy. <laughs> who's my murder guy? I am going to kill you. Steve, uh, a few days later on the phone, Steve said where David was staying on the phone. On March 1st, Mexican police, Interpol officers, and an FBI agent arrested David outside of his hotel. David looked at them and said, quote, please tell me you're the FBI. <laughs> okay. He just wanted it to be over. He no, was... we're strippers. He was flown back to Charlotte. Then Steve Kelly, Eric uh, McKinney, and Steve's cousin were all arrested. Eric had spent all of his money uh, on the motorcycle, breast implants, etc. Steve immediately turned on everyone, telling everybody's part in the crimes to the FBI. He just wants to keep those tanning beds. Yeah. It didn't take long for the FBI to figure out where most of the money was or, or what it had been spent on. This all... isn't dog food at all! All but two million. They never found out where two million was. Inside that bear. That's right. Eight co-conspirators were indicted for the Loomis Fargo heist. Kelly and David were standing next to each other as, uh, at a bond hearing <laughs> as they waited. And Kelly tried to apologize for being part of a plot to kill him. Oh, I can't stay mad at you. Quote. One, four, three. <laughs> quote, it wasn't me. It was Steve. He said... And he said, yeah, right, and turned his head. So He's David's pissed. fucking done. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, for sure. And it's right. definitely, let's, the man finally gets it. Um, others were arrested and charged. Many were innocent relatives that the crew had gotten to help put money in safety deposit boxes oh. in various banks, like Michelle's stepfather, who was charged and pleaded guilty to money laundering. Oh, shit. Altogether, 21 people were convicted. All but one pled guilty. And most of them were just, like, they didn't know. They were right, just told yeah. to take this money. At the sentencing, David told the judge, quote, Your Honor, if I could undo what I did, I would. I was stuck in a go-nowhere job, and I wasn't happy with my life. I'm sorry. Uh... David was sentenced to seven and a half years. He was 29 years old. Steve was sentenced to 11 years and three months. He was 31. Uh, Kelly, uh, five years, 10 months. She was 29. McKinney got three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, we're not sure what you did. I don't know if I did anything, but three months sounds about right. I'll but be maybe, honest. Maybe. I'm not sure what I did either. I think... I think you are guilty of going to Mexico. I went a much. bunch. I went a bunch of times. I had a, a hell of a time. I made a great friend, but I think three months sounds pretty right on. Yeah, and I don't think you even need to fill in what the crime was. Let's just say three months and I'll do it. I deserve it. <laughs> Steve's house was auctioned off. Dozens of people came to look inside and cheered when they saw the Elvis painting cheered when they saw an Elvis painting? Yeah, because everyone at this point knew about the Elvis painting. It was on the news. And oh, so they were... Oh, so. Everyone came to see it at the auction. Right. Um, and then once they took it down for years, people kept saying they saw it on the wall. I don't know if you know that. Uh, the painting was probably worth 20 bucks, but it sold for 1600 
Well, David was released on parole after five years. He took a job as a construction worker. He still owes the IRS millions of dollars. So I assume that because of, I guess there's something when you rob a bank, then the IRS can charge you with tax fraud on top of it. Wow. So they were like, well, you earned 17 million or whatever. So, Well, I have a bunch of write-offs from that year. I, pasta alone is 400K. Gotta be. So he owes millions to the IRS. Quote, I work construction. I never pay it off on my paycheck. Um, Kelly was released and found Jesus. Steve was he in a barrel of dog food? <laughs> hey, how are you? Woo, I'm all cramped up. Now, Steve served the full 11 years before he was released, which means he was a fucking dick. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. In February 2009, the Associated Press... Uh, contacted Steve and said that Steve chose to describe himself as, quote, changed. Well, that's enough. <laughs> David got back with his wife. Wow. Even she was like, okay. I can't get, I just love you. How bad is it what you did? It's not that bad. A lot, of girls, bad. A lot of girls have their husbands do stuff like that. My biggest crime was ignoring my molars. Quote, I've learned that I'm a fortunate man. Think of how many women would have stood by. Mine did. I've got a good woman. As far as the robbery, he doesn't feel bad about what he did to the company. His bosses had treated him like shit. Yep. Quote, it probably should bother me, but I hate to admit it, doesn't faze me one bit. Good. Yep. Yep. That's right. 100% against bosses. David now lives in Jacksonville, Florida with his wife and son. Of his current life, David recently wrote that he was a wooer of the wife, a drinker of coffee, a father, a gamer. Is he doing a dollop intro? A photographer. <laughs> a fisherman. A gentleman. A mastermind. And each week... <laughs> So he wrote a book. I think it's called The Book of Dave. I have to look. Um, he wrote a book, and I was like, oh, my God, he's going to tell his life story. But it's like a self-help book. Chapter one. Do not rob a bank. But I can tell you, one of his very big pieces of advice for people is to, quote, be their own 4th of July. That is so maybe true. That um, is crazy. They made it into a movie with Zach uh, Galifianakis was in it. Take the money and run. Yes, who is a friend. And, um, and he, uh, in, in an interview, David, they asked him how he got along with Zach. And he's like, we're from North Carolina. We, you know, a lot, lot to talk about. I would call us friends. <laughs> so I got to ask Zach that, if they're friends. <laughs> Holy shit, that is crazy. I, really, that's kind of a story about why we need a $15 minimum wage. That's right!
If you have, if you have no money and no hope of ever getting out of a financial hole, and there's no sign that another job is ever coming, yeah. why wouldn't you rob Loomis? Yeah. I would rob Loomis. Yeah. He did the right thing. I mean, people <laughs> won't say that, but he did. <laughs> yeah. Take the fucking money. I might have taken less. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, he's getting treated like shit at a job making no fucking money. Yeah. Everybody is. I mean, every, yeah. all the characters this... in that story are getting the head. Yeah, it should be a you know the the minimum wage if you if you adjusted it for production like what it should be twenty two dollars <laughs> and companies are like oh, I'm not make we won't make any money we well, are because production and we can see how much you make yeah yeah they can completely afford it yeah and that's what it is in Australia it's fifteen fucking bucks it's fine Seattle fifteen bucks all good yeah no reason not to do it. Yeah. And here's what I'm saying. Uh-oh, he's Threaten standing. them that if they don't do right, it, right, you'll buddy. fucking all right, rob them. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That is not the message. That is not the full message. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it, Tom. Thank you. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 